Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Every week we take on guests, bring them in, and uh, we roast them, we toast them, we skewer them. No, not really. <laughs> but we have a really good time. It's people who have, uh, have accomplished some amazing things in their lives because they do way more than just talk the talk. They actually live it. They walk the walk. And uh, today's show is all about, um, all about movement. And I've kind of given the title to it, uh, New Rules for Moving, for Achieving, and Maintaining optimal fitness. And uh, my guests today are a couple of gentlemen. I've had one in before, Brandon Harris, and he's sitting here directly in front of me. And to, uh, to my kind of forward and left is Greg McLean, not to be confused with Bruce Willis and John McLean, but the same last name, just spelled differently, but said the same. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, so we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. But to give you some insight into first... Um, my hopes and goals for the episode, and then to uh, share a little bit of, uh, of information on both Brandon and Greg. Um, you know, if you're a gym rat and you go in and you do the typical stuff, um, and, uh, you know, you might go to a fitness class, uh, you might lift weights, maybe doing CrossFit, and otherwise um, trying to improve yourself rather than, uh, rather than abuse yourself. You actually may end up doing yourself more harm than good. Um, and, you know, but you don't know it um, because you haven't, you haven't been taught um, the, uh, the core principles of motion and movement and how they affect your health. So today we're going to sit down and talk to two of the smartest dudes that I know in fitness. Um, and they've uncovered some of the most beneficial ways for you to move and to get fit and stay fit. Um, and actually, I've got some firsthand experience with this because I've worked with, uh, with Brandon and Greg for many years. So it's something where this is not just one of these, hey, I found these two guys on the street and guess what? Uh, no, this is, this is the real deal because it's something where I've got years of experience and uh, I can tell you that my health has, has done nothing but improve over the years. Uh, Brandon and Greg have made humongous shifts in their understanding of fitness and how they train and coach others to get fit and stay fit. And I've, I've watched that transformation, that evolution over the years. And it's, it's been a really cool thing to observe and to be a participant in. If you belong to a gym or just want to be in better health, then you, this is the right place to be. And, uh, and you'll want to stay with us for the hour. Um, give you some insight into, uh, into Brandon and Greg. Uh, Brandon Harris is a movement coach and co-owner of Premier Fitness Systems in Scottsdale, Arizona. Brandon works with the NFL, PGA, LPGA, UFC, MLB athletes, as well as regular folks like me and uh, maybe you, to enhance their performance and movement intelligence. Brandon founded Premier Fitness Systems in 2010 with his best friend, Greg McLean. His passion is movement and believes that the quality of movement is just as essential to our quality of life as the quality of our nutrition. 
and that's also something we'll probably touch on. Over the years, Brandon has come to uh, understand that movement is bigger than fitness and training. He's come to witness that good movement literally has the ability to have a positive effect, positive effect on our DNA. And, uh, and that's huge. And it's something where, you know, in a lot of the reading that I do, um, which covers everything from, you know, from spirit and mind and body, um, you know, these are all things that I can attest to. So, I mean, there's, there's some, some real power to that, and it's, uh, it's based in truth. Now, Greg, on the other hand, started back in 96, where his goal was to be an electrical engineer. Dude, really? Really? <laughs> I just can't see it. But you know what? That's, that's probably a topic for a completely different show. <clears throat> And fortunately, halfway through college, he realized that he was going to go crazy sitting behind a monitor for the rest of his life. That's like me. I, I, I started college as an accounting major, okay? And then someone showed me that I had to take statistics, and I thought, yeah, I need to do something else because that's just not for me at all. So I sit in front of a microphone instead, or actually behind a microphone. Um, so Greg decided to change his major, much like I decided to change mine. Um, even before his decision to change his major, Greg had been lifting weights and loved how doing this transformed his body and enhanced his self-confidence. He loved working out every day. Better yet, he loved the way he felt. Before he knew it, he was a major. Um, his major was exercise science. So as graduation day approached, he, uh, he realized he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. So he began to train part-time while he went back to school for fire science. Two years later, he completed his coursework and decided that even though he loved firefighting, his heart desired personal training much more. At that moment, his decision was made. Personal training was it. Having his own business one day was always one of his goals, and personal training is that. A business within a business. Really cool. This profession has allowed him to continually grow and learn all there is to know in the health, wellness, and exercise fitness worlds. Greg knew he'd found a profession that he could put his whole heart and soul into. And so the pair um, owned and operate, founded, owned and operate, uh, Premier Fitness Systems, as I said, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Welcome to the show, guys. Yep. Thanks, <coughs> thanks for having us, Peter. Thanks, it's, Pete. Yeah, it, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, so... A quick, uh, quick story from, from both you two. Now, Brandon, I know how you were in high school because we've talked about that. But the people who are listening, they've never heard from Greg. So, Greg, I mean, we got the, we got the snapshot of college. What were you like in high school? Um, Straight-A student. Uh, loved playing sports. So it was hockey, soccer, baseball. And, you know, she's just always active. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Boston originally and then moved out to Arizona when I was 13. Okay. I've been out here since. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. So here's a question for both of you two, and it's one that has absolutely nothing to do with fitness except it's going to make your mind work. Okay. So if someone gave you an elephant, you couldn't sell it or give it away, what would you do with it? I think Greg should, Greg should start. Because <laughs> I know what I would do. I'd train it. Ah, now there's a good answer. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a big animal lover. Yeah, have a soft spot. So I would I would love. I think elephants are really cool, amazing animals. Yep. So I would have a lot of fun with my buddy. I'd probably name him Stew. 
And uh, I mean, I would probably sell my car and I would just cruise the elephant and, and you know, it'd be a, a lifelong relationship with, with Stu, my buddy Stu. Cool. Wow. Take him to Greg for training. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's great. And of course, that makes for the most horrible segue in human history of my asking you one of the, one of the key questions, which, um, has to do with the shifts that you guys have made in fitness. So clearly along the way, something attracted you um, by, uh, by motion and movement and, and the changes that you've made, not only in how you train yourselves, but in how you train and, and coach others. So what is it that you see today as being wrong with most fitness models and i mean you know point or you know someone step on the other i don't care who answers it it's i'm 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 good yeah so i think i think the for me uh personally it was pain so i dealt with back issues so you look at that was a big part of it so you look at yeah i remember being a a fairly fit guy yeah i was a a decent athlete i was uh i've always been in good shape but I had, I had issues, I had back issues. And as I got older, those issues got worse. So here's a guy that, again, would, would be classified as fit and healthy and all of those things. But I, was, I wasn't operating optimally. I wasn't healthy by that definition. And that really forced me to, to, look, to look at some of, those, uh, some of those words, I guess, and question that and, and really start to attack why I wasn't, why I was in pain. And I think I think that leads us in the direction of really understanding understanding language because I think that's a barrier that a lot of times we end up in if we don't we use words but what do we really mean so mm. what do we mean by being fit what do we mean by uh, by by exercise what do we mean by those things and a lot of the roots for for fitness for the current model stem from an athletic model so like an Olympic athlete and then the bodybuilding world. Yeah, and both of those, when you look at those two demographics, typically they're not healthy, right? So an Olympic no, they're, app, they're actually rather extreme. They're very extreme. They have to be. So that's where our current fitness model comes from. Uh-huh. So if you look at me as an athlete, and then being drawn in from a bodybuilding standpoint, yep. the the Rocky, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, that starts to help people understand. Well, it, it makes sense why we do think why we do things a certain way. Sure. So if you're after health, you have to re, you kind of have to ask yourself, what am I doing? If you're at the gym to be healthy, if that's a prime motive, then you need to reevaluate what you're doing. So, so again, for me, I was forced to look at that because of pain. Yeah. And that led me in the direction of, uh, of studying back health and studying all these things that kind of got us to where we are. Mm-hmm. I think fortunately for me, I've always, always been around Greg. Greg's probably pushed that envelope just naturally. He's always, he's never happy. Right. That's probably why he's not married yet. But, uh, so wow. again, I always, wow. say, okay. I always say this, like he's a good looking guy. Like I'm looking at him. He's got this nice red beard. He's a fit guy. So if you're out there, you know, we, we'll chat. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think we we never were we never were satisfied. We were always looking for more. And what's cool about the body and fitness is you, you'll never you'll never understand it all. The more you learn, the more you realize what you don't know. Yeah. And that's probably this that's probably that way in most fields. But for me, it was pain, which forced me to change the way I I look at I looked at things and really reevaluate what I was doing in the gym. Because again, I was fit, I was strong, I had a good physique, but I was in pain. 
So now at 37, and we could talk about that forever, like the ins and outs of that. But at 37, I honestly feel better than I did at 20. I'm just as strong, if not stronger. Wow. So, so again, like, why are we at the gym? People are at the, they tell you health. That would be, it. I mean, we want to look good. Yeah. Right? People would probably say, you know, I want to be fit. I want to be strong. I want to look good. But it's somewhere in there they'd say health. But what are they doing and where did they learn? Probably stems from a bodybuilding yep. background. Totally. And a, probably an athletic performance model. Yep. Which, again, isn't about health. Greg, for you, it's something where, I mean, and I think Brandon kind of touched on it where he, he uh, mentioned that, uh, that element of dissatisfaction and that you're always pushing the envelope. So when you take a look at, uh, at, at the fitness models out there, um, it sounds like you had come upon it not from a point of view of pain, but from a point of view of just, you know, was it dissatisfaction or was it the desire to just be doing more differently? Yeah, I think for me, like I tend to look at things two ways, you know, short-term, long-term goal. Mm. And I think for a lot of people, it's fitness has become this short-term vanity-driven right now or a month from now, I need to look good at the beach or at the pool. And it's, you know, when I think back, same thing. I've always been a math guy, money. You know, am I putting away a little bit today because in 30 or 40 years, it's going to add up. And, you know, if it's vanity driven training that I'm doing every day and I'm grinding through bad patterns and I'm ruining my joints and I don't think it's going to add up 30, 40 years from now, you know, I got another thing coming. And I think people are unaware of the detrimental effects of all the little things they're doing today incorrectly. And maybe it's a little, and maybe it's a lot, but people don't understand when they hit 40, they hit 50, these markers, and it becomes a, it's an age thing, you know, but you go over to Asia and you look at a 50 or 60-year-old, they can sit down in a deep squat. There's no knee problems. There's not ankle problems. So yep. it's like it's a lifestyle problem. And I think a lot of that stems from people want the quick fix today and aren't concerned about the long-term kind of re repercussions of what they're doing. And I think that's what we're starting to look at and figure out how do we blend this into what we already do. You know, you think about a set of tires, well, 10,000 miles in, one of your tires is off if you don't get them realigned. Well, what happens at 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 miles if you don't fix the tire that's off? And that's kind of what happens yeah. to our bodies. It affects the other three. Yeah. And so long term, it's like, what does it do to the entire system not fixing that, you know, realigning the body as we go? You know, a lot of times it's, we also have a broken medical model where it's people get hurt and they do the bare minimum to get them back out you know, mm -hmm. insurance isn't paying anymore, but have you gotten back to where you were prior to the injury? If not, okay, there's that first, I'm not aligned anymore. And so you start getting this compensation on this other compensation before you know it, my knee messed up my hip, now I got a back problem. And it becomes so complicated that yeah. people get paralyzed. And I think, I think the biggest thing you see is a lot of six-year-olds that work their whole lives so they can retire and enjoy it, and they're in pain, they can't move, and then their spirit's crushed. And it's like, at some point, you know, I tell my 20-year-old athletes now, like, you're going to be 65 someday and you're going to want to play with your kids on the floor or grandkids. And yeah. it's kind of like, it's important. So what's your long-term strategy as well as short-term as far as success? Yeah, because professional athletes, they have, a, they have an entirely different regimen that they think they have to follow. And, you know, and, you know the, the model is very different. Um, except you guys have been working with professional athletes 
and incorporating uh, your methodologies of movement and motion and helping that training. And I think that, uh, I think that it, it seems to have really just astonishingly powerful and positive effects. I know that the things that, uh, that I've come across with having had two shoulder surgeries um, and various other things in my body, it's something where attention to, uh, to motion and, uh, and to what's going on has been just huge in terms of my maintaining optimal fitness. And I, I do have different experiences at different ages. Um, but I feel, I feel, by and large, I feel really good. Um, and in feeling really good, that's going to be our first break point when we come back. Um, and it's going to be a very fast two minutes, so don't go anywhere. Maybe you want to grab a cup of coffee or have some water, or maybe you want to get up and move around. Um, I may do that. Um, But we'll be back in two minutes. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about stress and the effect that stress has on our lives and in motion and in movement. But you'll be back here in just two minutes. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. I am Peter Feinstein. To my left and front is Greg McLean. And to my forward is Brandon Harris. And we've been talking about fitness and motion and movement and health and and wellness and well-being. And uh, Greg was talking a little bit about uh, some of the aspects of things that happen uh, in terms of longevity. And um, and Brandon shared his point of view on uh, on today's fitness models. And, you know, the thought occurred to me, and I think we ended the uh, the first segment talking about um, that we were going to come out and talk about the role that stress plays in today's lives. I know it's something where, um, you know, stress is, I think, pretty ordinary, and some people, you know, have more than others. What's what's your take on uh, on stress as uh, as it affects uh, or as its role in today's life? Well, I think stress is both good and bad. We need it in our lives for to adapt to be pushed. Like you're not you're not going to get good at anything without being stressed. But chronic stress and stress that we we now have in our lives that's a little bit different. So if you look at if you look at fitness, if you look at training, the only way you adapt and you get stronger, you get faster, is you have you have to stress the body. The cells adapt, and we you know we get stronger, we get faster. Um, but but chronic overload of stress is is another story. And I think in the modern society, we're so we're so bombarded with stimulus. We mm. we don't have breaks. So you look at a cell phone, you look at you look at TV, you look at even noise, right? There, there's we're constantly being bombarded with uh, with input, and I, I think most people don't have the tools necessary to deal with that. That's a problem. Yeah. And then those same people are then going to the gym, and all they know in context of training is how to stress their body more. So now we're talking back, like with Greg said, they're, we're stressing the body with, with bad foundations, bad patterns, and it's just going to get worse. So we could, you could take this and spin it in a lot of different directions, but in, in kind of how we see it is if you don't have a foundation, if you don't have uh, good movement capacity and movement quality, and then that person goes to the gym, you know, they've been stressed all day, they're in front of a computer, they're in traffic, they're on their phones, they go to the gym, they beat themselves up on the treadmill, they go lift weights, like it just amplifies and it, it just a, a really, really bad cycle that that I think a lot of people don't have, like I said, the tools to get out of. So there's a yin yang, like you need, yep. you know, with that, that, uh, that push, you need some type of practice that takes you the other way and then we can find balance. Talk to me about about that, because there's an element, um, and I have made a note to myself, stress and rest and growth. Give me, a, give me, talk about that. Yeah, I'd say like in order for, you know, muscles to grow, obviously there has to be enough of a stimulus to stress the system in order to have the adaptation that you want. And then there's got to be the necessary recovery, because if the stress is there and then it's just continued stress without the recovery, it's like, 
tearing down a city after a tornado or something. It's like, you know, if there keeps coming tornado after tornado, the city never gets built back up. And it's just kind of like it needs time to flourish, to continue to build and get better. And that's kind of how you have to think about training the system. And in the rest mode, you actually, you do more than just recover. You actually, ostensibly, you improve, you get stronger. Yeah, that's where the, the recovery lies in the rest. And I think that's really hard for a lot of athletes to think more is better. You know, that's, that's, a, yeah, you know, that's it, a hard one. It's really funny. A buddy of mine, he was saying, you know, I, I push to go, you know, to burn 1,000 calories an hour. And, you know, he did that for a couple few weeks, and he plateaued because he was talking about wanting to lose weight and this and that. I said, yeah, I said, you know what, you do that for, you know, a couple weeks, and I said, your body is going to adapt to that, and you'll get nothing. And you, you're literally hurting yourself. I said, why don't you try doing like 85% of that a couple of days a week, and then, you know, and then even backing it off even further, and then, then going. And strangest thing happens. And I learned this guy, learned this from you guys. Um, you know, he began seeing way better results and, and began feeling better at the same time. So, I mean, it's, it's literally emblematic of what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so if too much stress is too much, and we talked about the rest component, um, someone goes to the gym and I know that I just gave a little bit of example of, of what my friend does, but that may not be, um, that may not be um, enough to really draw the picture for people. Um, how can people start to shift to your approach? What, you know, what would you suggest instead of you know, five or six days in a row of this? You know, give us a, just a, a real quick thumbnail sketch of uh, you know, what is a workout plan that incorporates your ideas look like? You know, day one, day two, day three? It's, it's hard to answer because it's, it should be individualized to a certain extent. Sure. Right? So, you know, again, like, it should depend a lot on what a person wants. Do they want to be stronger? Do they want to be, you know, aerobically more fit? I want 14-inch biceps. Yeah, I mean, so there is, there's, <laughs> there, there definitely is individual aspects of that. But I, but I think in general, if you're training let's say somebody that wants to be stronger, they want to, you know, they want to change their physique. I would say four days a week of harder stimulus is, is appropriate. And that's probably on the higher, right? That's on the higher scale. Like mm-hmm. for somebody that has a good training age, like somebody that's been in the gym and they have a base. And then the, so say that same person, like you can move every day. That's the beauty of movement is movement is everything. Movement is breathing. Movement is everything. So the other, the other, so four days, the other three days can be more of a regeneration type of a workout where there's more movement, there's more breathing. Maybe that is a lower scale day, which would be more meditative, mm-hmm. right? More breath work. Yeah. Maybe it's even a, a higher scale regen, regeneration day where there's more, say, yoga-ish type stuff. Although I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the way I would do it. But that's to the, you know, to the, uh, to the, to, to the listener, to the outside person, that's probably what it looked like. There'd be, there'd be positions where we're trying to get longer, we're working on breath, but there's still movement. And then I think sure. you could, like, it's good to take a day where it's heart rate based. So uh, heart rate under 140, again, I'm generalizing it. Right. And you, you go on a walk with your significant other, you take your dog for a walk. You know, it's a really lower scale yeah. for 20 minutes would be low to, you know, probably 90 would be high. 
And that's, again, that's, that's probably a, a higher training age. That's more of what I do. I look at, you know, I'm always reevaluating my goals. But so right now I have uh, two higher intensity, if you will, lower body days, two higher intensity days, if you will, upper body, where I'm working on specific goals. There's always movement. There's always mobility. There's always breathing. Those are components of the workout every day. And then yep. there's there, the days in between the growth days. Mm-hmm. So the recovery days to facilitate growth. Because that's when you actually grow is when you're resting. Right. But it doesn't have to be on your couch. Like, I think that's where people probably misinterpret that is rest doesn't mean sit on your couch and watch a movie. It's not it's, sedentary. Yeah, it's part of it. But, you know, it's, it's more of a lighter scale movement with good, good foundations, good breathing, where we really facilitate growth. So my blood is not sitting in my butt for five or six hours. Yeah. I mean, it's, we work with... Uh, uh, Olympic swimmer, multi-medal, gold medal. And it was interesting because we get to spend time with him. And, and when he was training for the Olympics, he talks about how his coach and how he looks at it now, like that was a that was an error, told him to do nothing. And he said to me, he's like, I felt like, I felt horrible. Yeah. And you think about it, if, you, if you're in bed for a day, what do you <sighs> feel like? You're stiff. It's, yeah, you're it's tight. awful. So it's not like that's where, and I think athletes now, I think there's been a, there's been a push to emphasize recovery. Like now you see people get it. Yep. You know, there's cryo. There, you know, there's all of these modalities that are coming out to facilitate rest. But where I think, I think, where there's potential for people to miss the boat there is thinking that rest means do nothing. Sure. And especially if you're an athlete, but if you're just an average Joe like me, it's you, doing nothing isn't going to facilitate growth. It's the, it's the smart recovery, right? Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Do you guys have an app? Yeah, we do. Yeah? Tell me about it. Yeah, so it's great. Um, we offer a lot of different programs. We've got free libraries for golfers, non-golf, uh, with us working with a lot of pro golfers. I think uh-huh. a lot of people tend to think we're a golf gym. You know, however, we do work with a lot of different athletes. And then, you know, both my parents train there at 70 years old. So we've got a little bit of something for everybody from, you know, personal programs where you can call in, do a Skype call, FaceTime, kind of evaluate. And then specific to, you know, do you have a gym at home? You know, what do you have access to? Let's put something together based on what you need to help you out. And we've got programs that you can purchase that are just kind of one-offs, you know, something like off the shelf, like, hey, 30 days to better mobility, different things along those lines. And then we've got different programs that are more of a, you know, standard, smarter way to train, like a membership. Like every month you get a different program released uh-huh. and it's geared towards mobility, flexibility, rest, recovery. But, you know, that way we've got a number of different entry points for different ages, different types of athletes, you know, a little bit of something for everyone. Where do uh, where do where do people find the app? Man, you're plugging us big time here, Peter. Hey, Love it. <laughs> no, yeah, Premier, sorry, PremierFitnessSystems.com. So the www.PremierFitnessSystems.com, and you'll see a uh, online training, and then that gets you started. And then the app is you download the app from the App Store for Android or Apple phone. Wow, that's that is it, way cool. It's cool because you look at. I actually just got a message from. I have a 12 year old. Uh, athlete that's in uh, Idaho and she was messaging me right before we started about her program. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, Greg has a guy in Scotland that he works with on a regular basis. So it's, it's pretty cool. Technology has allowed us to, 
to to branch out and and to really try to affect more people because it because it it's interesting right when you if you walk into a gym yeah we talk about this all the time it's like how do we how do we convey this message? Because it's it, 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 the expectation shouldn't be that people should get this because, again, of our history. You know, most people, their intention is bright, yep. but they're getting the wrong, the wrong information. Well, their intention is right, but their experience runs counter to their actual desire. Right. I mean, and, and that's, that's a pretty big deal. Talk to me more about um, about the effects of technology on our health and, you know, cover the gamut, good, bad, indifferent. I mean, because, I mean, obviously you have a website and you've got the app. So, I mean, there's a lot to that. But, you know, talk to me about, you know, that, um, you know, the web apps, um, the Internet of Things kind of devices, um, you know, connected devices. Um, and the effects that you guys have seen over the last, I would say, 10 years, but easily the last five years, the effects on the human body. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I I, that's first, a big I question. Think, I, that's a big question. I think it, I'd say that, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm not an expert in that, but I feel comfortable talking about it. Um, and I think, you know, you look at the, our phones. Everybody is so, so addicted to their phones. I actually was reading a book right now that talks about this and the the little uh, dose of dopamine that we get when we pick up our phone. Yep. And they compared it to the gambler and that it's the anticipation of something, of, of you know, of stuff. Yep. The person that's playing blackjack or that's pulling the, the slot machines, they're, they're, the addiction is actually to the anticipation of the what if, right? It's not the, yep. it's not, you know, are they going to win or not? It's really chasing that, that, well, I could win, the anticipation. And fo- our phones are like that. We pick it up all the time. I'm guilty of this. Like I run the gauntlet of, and I justify it because of business. I look at email, Facebook, yep. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> like I run the gauntlet and I do it constantly. And what that, it pulls us away from being present. And yeah. that that definitely has an effect because we have a limited capacity to concentrate. Yep. And there's there are studies that have shown that you know, our brains have limited capacity. So if you're constantly being pulled away, that's pulling from your capacity to do something else. So your job, uh, your relationship to, to again, to your, your spouse or to your significant other. Um, and that, I don't think long-term is, is a good thing. I think that uh, you, you hit on the point of um, pulling us from the present. And, you know, it's funny, um, in the last couple of years, um, I hear people talking about, you know, I'm multitasking. And, uh, and my response to them is it's like, no, you're not. It's not possible. Right. You're, yeah. you're, you're never able to do more than one thing at a time. Now, you may be able to hop, skip, and jump and think that you're doing all three at the same time, but there is a definite break between each one. And whether that's a mental process or not, um, it's, you know, it's, it's very much a present-minded kind of a thing. So I, I definitely get that. When we come back, um, I know you have a thought that you want to add to that. So hold on, hold on to that thought. We're going to take a quick two-minute break to do some business. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about that, um, that, that thought that you had. And then we're going to talk about, um, about some of the principles of training that you guys have uh, not only been learning, but are teaching. So don't go away, because you'll want to hear this in just two quick minutes. 
up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. This week's guest, Greg McLean and Brandon Harris from Premier Fitness Systems of Scottsdale, Arizona. We've been talking about we've been talking about a whole lot of training stuff, movement. Uh, fitness, technology, stress. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like, it's been, you know, kind of all over the place, but not all over the place. Um, One of the things that I wanted to make sure that we, that we touched on uh, before we get, you know, really extremely deep into this and like the show's over type of thing is where people can find you both individually and collectively. Greg? Uh, Yeah, you can find me personally, uh, PFS Golf on Instagram, or YouTube page, PFS Golf. And then for the gym itself, premierfitnesssystems.com is our main website. And Brandon? My uh, Instagram is Brandon um, Harris underscore PFS. And uh, like Greg said, the premierfitnesssystems.com. We have a YouTube channel with a bunch of good content. Our website, the premierfitnesssystem.com. There's good blog and content there. Facebook Premier Fitness Systems as well. Yeah, so. I see your I see your uh, your posts on Facebook a lot. I I don't do Instagram, which I don't know. You got to pick one. You got to pick one and stick with it. Pete. Yeah, it's, that's that's too busy. Much. Exactly. I you know LinkedIn and Facebook and you know and I've I've got like a bazillion followers on Twitter. I don't know what they find so interesting because it it's beyond me. But oh well. Guests like Brandon. <laughs> exactly, and you, Greg. But I mean that's that's I mean, boy, it just builds. So 
And thank you, by the way. <laughs> so we were, um, we were talking about um, the principles of, of fitness, the principles of training, and, um, and the things that, uh, that you're learning. And, you know, the one thing that I can say, um, actually, it's one of the things that I respect so much about you guys, is your willingness and capacity to not only continue the learning process and understand the importance of it, but um, your passion at passing that along. So talk to, talk to, to me and, and the people listening about some of the, the principles of training as you're learning them. I'd say probably the biggest game changer last six months, uh, we've got a physical therapist, Dr. Michael Kay, that works for us. Uh, oh, yeah. Just kind of brought to the spotlight the importance of kind of a midline approach to training. So what that means is, you know, he talks about kind of pelvis and rib cage and how that with proper breathing mechanics is kind of the epicenter for everything as far as quality goes in the body. You know, mm. without kind of putting those things in place and making sure that that's your first foundation in which you build everything else off of, a lot of people's quality just goes out the door. So kind of understanding the different types of people that come in, the different sports that they play, and, you know, based on who's in front of you, how can you assess, you know, where someone's lacking in that world, and then how are we able to educate them as well as kind of fix that so that we can start to progress from there. Give me some examples. I mean, just, you know, you don't have to name names, but just examples of, of clients that come to mind where you're like, oh, so this is how that applies and this is how this applies. So here's a prime example. We just hired a guy, Reed, that works for us. Uh-huh. D1 golfer, went to Michigan. You know, here's a kid, 120 mile per hour club head speed, amazing plus five golfer, you know, goes to school for four years and basically has no understanding. You know, he always has like a tilted pelvis kind of arched rib cage in his golf swing and, you know, ends up getting a L5 stress fracture senior year, you know, but, you know, it's one thing to understand in his golf swing. And then it was also being trained as far as in the gym. So, you know, the waiting for that perfect storm to happen, but, you know, being aware. And I put a post on Instagram last night, you know, there was a number of guys that kind of like, you know, where was this information 10 years ago when we were in school? Right. But I think, you know, often we see a lot of these bad patterns, especially, you know, hypermobile, younger athletes that kind of lack body awareness. And as a result, you know, athletes just figure out how to get the job done. The problem is the quality's not there. And, you know, we can compensate at a young age, but as we start to get older, you know, it's grinding through these patterns that aren't necessarily the best patterns for our body. And, mm-hmm. you know, as we get older, it's just like the body, the body always has the, the trump card. It's going to let you know. Yeah, it does. I mean, there are times when I feel it and it's like, oh, man, I just don't want to be doing this. (laughs) Um, But I do because, um, you know, and and Paige is my trainer and she's she is just amazing um, and has been just, I mean, an outstanding listener and yet a challenger nonetheless. Um, You know, you know, when I when I tell her, it's like, I don't want to do that or, I, you know, I can't do that. And she's you know, she's like, well. You know, there's a difference between can't and won't. And it's like, yeah, I know. And you've heard me talk about, you know, the fact that, yeah, I'm willing to do just about anything. But there are some things that my body just cannot do. Um, so I, I, I completely get that. So that's an example of, um, of a pro athlete. Yeah. And, um, and the sensibility of, of training um, application and the principles of training there. What about just, you know, what about someone like me? 
I mean, because clearly, you know, my genetics don't lend to athleticism, even though I'm, in, I'm fit. You know, what's, you know, pull somebody out of the air for, for you on that. Yeah, I'd say let's take you, for example, you know, obviously Please. two shoulder surgeries, you know. So, okay, here's a guy who still wants to be healthy, going to Colorado for the summer, wants to be active. So how do we, you know, set you up for success as far as working around with what you have to, you know, use and making sure that we don't make things worse, but kind of education, educating you on the fundamentals, you know, understanding body awareness, you know, what is optimal as far as my ribs and pelvis when I'm moving, and then starting to teach you simple concepts like how do I create tension, you know, what does good alignment look like when I set Mm -hmm. up for an exercise, because I think without education, you know, the awareness isn't there. And then how do you rate quality? And I think as we educate our clients and they understand the things that matter, you know, where, you know, a lot of times we've got clients barefoot in the gym, you know, understanding how to use your feet, the roots of the tree. You know, your tree is only as strong as its roots. Same thing, you're in a push-up position, your hands being the roots of your tree. Yeah. So it's understanding, you know, what's the best way to kind of, you know, drive home success in an exercise gotcha yeah that's you know what i can i can absolutely confirm um and affirm what you've been saying about um form and what you know what's um what's proper alignment and uh and it's something that you know Paige has has worked on with me just ceaselessly and it's not because i don't get it um, it's actually the reason it's a topic of conversation with her and me all the time is because I'm constantly saying, you know, it's like, oh, so it's like this. And she's like, yeah, exactly. Same principle, just, you know, just a different motion. Um, and, you know, we talk about the hollow back and, you know, and, and all of those elements and, you know, and, and the way that, you know, pelvic tilt and, you know, and, and ribs and, you know, the way she moves my right ribs because they sit differently than my left ribs. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, Brandon, anything to, uh, to contribute or add on to, uh, to that part of it as far as the, uh, the, uh, the principles of training? Yeah, I think, well, first, I think uh, people probably don't realize this, but the pro athletes are, are way worse. And that's because they're specialists. They've done so much of the same thing, and they're getting paid to do that. So it changes the equation. Yeah. So when you think about that, if the pro athletes tend to be worse, then I think you look at the average person and you say, well, what do they need? They need more. Uh, they need more variety of movement, more variability of movement, if you will. So if we want to come back to to some tangible things that people can do from a principle standpoint, mm-hmm. I think you wanna you wanna move a lot in a lot of different ways. And so I mean, like, like that could be like from a gym standpoint, that's tricky, right? That's what we do. And we have a lot of really good examples of how that works because it's not just, you don't want to be uh, going to the gym and doing the same thing, which most people do, right? They get on the elliptical trainer, they warm up. They, if they do that and they bench, they, it's very linear. Yeah. And without a foundation. So going back to what Greg said, the foundation is first is we want, you know, we want, our, our rib position, our breathing, all that stuff. But then on top of that, if we're doing the same thing over and over again, then there's, there's no variability, there's no variety, and that's also bad. So, um, so take, you know, take up dance, you know, go learn oh, something yeah. new. Like, you know, go do something very dissimilar to what you've been doing is uh-huh. a really good strategy. And maybe it even enhances your relationship and right, there's other things. Like, 
go play soccer, go play tennis. So, I mean, we're encouraging people to do things outside of the gym, and we own a gym, but if you're not going to get good direction in the gym, then then flip it and go do something very different um, because that adds a lot of variety into your daily movement. Um, I also think something as simple as a 10-minute walk a day. Sure. You know, like that's a really simple strategy that goes a long way. So put your phone away for 10 minutes yep. and go on a walk. Uh, you know, I walk around barefoot. And not everybody has to do that, but like, you know, it feels good. There's something to it. And there's a lot of really cool research on, on just that being barefoot on grass, but a 10 minute walk a day after a stressful day, that's a good unplug opportunity. Um, get your hands on the ground. That's another really simple one. Meaning, hmm. you know, get on the ground, put your hands on the ground, crawl around, or even just be on all fours. And then I would say, move your spine. And we're only as healthy as our spine. So, if, so that, this was me, right? I was... My, I had, I had issues yeah. with my back that I was told were genetic and were told were things that they really weren't. <laughs> and I was told by, you know, top level doctors, but that's what they know. That's not their fault. That's their profession. What sure. is it? What is a, you know, a spine surgeon going to tell you? Probably you need surgery. I mean, that's just the, you know, yeah, because that's like, what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. So moving your spine daily. And that's so, you know, those are th- three simple things that aren't going to get you fit, they aren't going to make you buff. But from a health standpoint, you can get a lot from them. So moving your spine is, you know, could be on the ground. Like, a, you know, most people would know a cat-cow in yoga. But taking your spine through wave-type motions and having control, mm-hmm. um, doing just daily walks. And these are, again, these are, again, things that are not typically associated with the gym, although they could be, right? Both of you uh, mentioned barefoot. Talk to me about barefoot training. Yeah, so Greg, Greg said it earlier just the the roots of your tree that's a good analogy it's it it it's really comes down to sensory information and if you think about your feet as a a sensory organ mm-hmm. like you know we see things we smell things right we touch with our hands but think about our feet right our feet really are going to be one of our first points of contact to give us information so I think about it as like if you've deprived yourself of that sensory feedback over long duration, what is the effect to your brain? Because we're wired to get that information. Yeah, it's so like it's a, turning it off. It's like turning it off. It's a really complex thing. But if you just look at it that way, it'd be like, it'd be like walking around in mittens in your hands. Or you know, even in a ex- more extreme case, it would be like having it cast. If you cast your hand or your tissue somewhere, what happens? It starts to it starts to atrophy. Yeah. You start to lur- lose nerve function. Yep. And so really like that's that's a probably extreme, but if you're in these really uh, you know, uh, these shoes that have all of this support and you're on a cushion, you're really depriving your brain of sensory feedback. And we're we're sensory beings. We're meant to to, to intake that that information. So I think it just it it's you're missing a component and it, it really is interesting how like, you know, people probably hear this and they think, well, that's kind of hip. It's a hippie thing or whatever it is, but, <laughs> but we're fortunate at work. We don't have to wear shoes. Well, I mean, we choose not to wear shoes and probably over two years, maybe a little longer. I mean, you just start, you feel a change. It's hard to explain. Like if I wear shoes now, I feel kind of restricted. Hmm. It does something to my mental health as well. There's some, if you Google, you know, barefoot, barefoot health or, you know, barefoot, barefoot shoes, like you'll find tons yeah. of stuff with even with earthing and, 
uh, electron exchange from the earth. There's all this kind of crazy stuff, but wow. it's, but I think there's some good science out there. That's really cool. Greg, what do you have to add on that? Because I, th- I see you sitting there and, and just yeah. like, yeah. Um, there's a book I read recently, Katie Bowman, uh, Move Your DNA. It's pretty interesting. She had actually uh, someone with shoes kind of step on some rocks mm-hmm. and then someone step barefoot. And there kind of showed the image that, you know, if we think about sensory information and how our brain maps that information. And it was interesting because what the brain saw versus you know, what the foot was feeling, you know, two different worlds. And you start to think about like, you know, as an athlete or this and that, if, you know, I'm giving myself filtered information and I'm making bad decisions because yep. I'm not getting it all. Why would I want, why would I not want that from a performance standpoint? Man, that is a, that's fascinating insight. Um, and you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do some reconsidering of barefoot training myself. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> right here, Pete. Right yeah, here. There you go. Bare feet. <laughs> damn near. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I have the, uh, the pleasure of saying this has been an amazing hour, but I have the disappointment in saying that it's been an amazing hour. I mean, it's like, holy cow, we're, uh, we're at the end of our show. I'm really appreciative of having you guys as uh, my guest. Brandon Harris, Greg McLean from Premier Fitness Systems in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, I really appreciate your presence. Thanks so much. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Take care. Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.